Welcome to the Green Light Pod, episode 27. They told me to show more energy in these opens. You're yelling. I'm yelling into the microphone. I'm not cussing, though, because that's not good in the open, they say. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot today, including a medical update on my co-host part, uh, making Gunner got his MRI results, thoughts and prayers. Also, uh, we're going to have the loser, the fabled loser of the Charlottesville Gentlemen's uh, Fantasy Football League in the studio. That's Matt Conrath, former NFL player, current donner of the dyed tips, the Guy Fieri's also might have a special guest, a cameo from Bad Back Backy, uh, who slipped a disc, putting together a back machine famously uh, in Charlottesville lore. Uh, we're going to have him and Matt in studio. Also, Kurt Menefee doing a lot of XFL stuff this year. Going to have him on the line. And Ryan Rosillo, a special, special guest. One of Macon's favorite people is going to call in and explain what the hell's going on in the NBA because we haven't watched a bit of it. Also a mailbag, so stay tuned. So here we are, episode 27. It's been a while. It has been a while. The lights are a little brighter. Yeah. Rug smells a bit worse. Rug smells worse, really? Yeah. No shit. You shaved all the hair off the side of your head. Yeah, I got a little high and tight going. I, and I also shaved a little bit of my beard, but I left a little bit of this mustache here. Dang. What do you, what do you think about leaving the, the beard tra- to trail the mustache? I like that look. You like that look. Yep. I hope to one day be able to do something like that. <laughs> That'd be cool. With my face. Well, there's still time. I mean, you're only 33. Ooh, docs. Before long, people are going to be able to figure out everything about me. Yeah, Wiki is a powerful force. We do a lot of our research on Wikipedia. Yeah. For the fellow who emailed me uh, medical advice, I appreciate you. We'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. A little bit of a misdiagnosis. I should introduce myself and uh, my co-host uh, because it has been a, a while now since we've been in the studio. I had to go down to Miami last week to do a bunch of stuff at the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm Chris Long. This is the Greenlight Pod. And this is my esteemed co-host, uh, real estate extraordinaire and uh, just all-star wingman, uh, making Gunner. So Thank welcome, you. Thank everyone. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. It's episode 27. So without further ado, let's get into our, uh, you know, our newly adopted tradition of listing our favorite or most notable. Um, it is 27. Yeah, it is 27. It's yeah. Our, our, our jerseys uh, or, or athletes who wore the jersey number uh, corresponding up? with the, uh, the show's uh, episode. Episode. Well said. Efficiently said by you. I'm trying. You or me? I think you should start. Okay, well, I want to shout out a couple Giants running backs. Brandon Jacobs, Ron Dane, Rodney Hampton. Mm. Non-Giants, Steve Atwater, shout out. Gary Garrison. Yeah. Now lock in with me here. I am. I'm also just looking at some people I need to shout out because I didn't know we were going to be able to shout out 50 people. You're Mr. and Mrs. Garrison, okay? It's January of 1944, and you've been aware of your surname for a while. It's Garrison. Yeah. You have a son. And you go, Gary. I love the move. <laughs> what do you, what do you, Gary Garrison is unbelievable. It's great. I mean, it, it, like, there what, are, what goes into that conversation? Right. Something that, goes into that conversation. Uh, there was a John Johnson who played basketball for Virginia back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I just love the move. I yeah. don't know, long. 
No, no, no. Lonnie, Lon, Lonnie Long. <laughs> no, there's not. There's nothing you could do with with Long to make it. Well, there are some things you could do with Long. Baseballers: Vlad Guerrero, Carlton Fisk, yeah, Juan Marichal, yeah. Thanks for shouting out everybody with number twenty-seven. Okay, I got. I have one more number. to shout out. Golly, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the football player, was born Sharman Shaw. Okay. Mm-hmm. He played college football at UCLA, drafted by the Dolphins in 96, wore number 27 with the Browns. He was given the name Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, that's K-A-R-I-M, by his imam in 1995. Nice. Okay. Um, there was another Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who played at UCLA. Yeah. They both, both wore 33 I've heard of the other one. Uh, well, listen, the controversy between people having similar names eventually led to the basketball player suing the football player in 97. The lawsuit led to the football player changing his legal name from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to Abdul Kareem Al-Jabbar. <laughs> Just mix it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Isn't I that amazing that. though? I respect that. It's like, okay, so, bro. So the Kareem sued K-A-R-I-M. And the guy was like, okay, bro, I'll now be Abdul Kareem Al-Jabbar. How many Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's are there in the world? There, I mean, why is he freaking out? I know. We need to look more into that particular lawsuit. But my 27, as seen on YouTube. Can you guys keep it down a little bit? Yeah, the, the, the Chicago folks who are going to be joining the, the pod in a few minutes are down, uh, hammering beers. I've selected Eddie George. And this is, on the right you'll see on YouTube, gorgeous, gorgeous. Houston Oilers jersey. Beautiful. And... Although I'm not a big Buckeye guy, it's a pretty clean jersey on the left too. Those shoulder pads, I don't think you could stack Michael Bennett's shoulder <laughs> no, pads. Like not. 25 games worth, Eddie George has yes. under his jersey right there. You're absolutely right. Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, huge numbers. Cool dude. Huge numbers on those. I mean, those shoulder numbers yeah. are what you'll see now on a front or a back. Uh, I call those repugnant. Oh, really? Yeah. Too big? Yeah, they're a little bit too big. Um, Born September 24th, 1973. And we're talking about Eddie George here. For the listeners, because I need to tie this back in, you know, you, you shouted out about 14 number 27s, to yep. be fair. Yep, yep. Y- you know. Born in Philly. Eddie? Yeah. Really? Fork Union Military Academy. Uh, yeah, FUMA. Shout out to FUMA. So I did see Eddie at the Super Bowl. They're uh, nice. Yeah. Really tennis, nice guy. Tennis program at FUMA, not so good. Really? Yeah. At least not Because you used the, to take it to him, the take early him behind arts. the woodshed. I would, but they're later in my career. It's kind of like, hey, why don't you sit this one out, get some rest. Oh, they became like a rest. little load management. <laughs> they used to load would, manage When you would go to Fluvanna County. Maybe yeah. they should have done that a little bit more because, well, we'll get to the MRI results in a bit here. Let Eddie, me, Eddie George. Can I do, you want to guess my 27? I'll give you three guesses. There may be an Eddie George color scheme uh, that corresponds with mine from a jersey standpoint. A bit. Okay. I'm not going to be able to guess it. I thought you would go Malcolm Jenkins. Well, I didn't want to be boring. Obviously, shout out to Malcolm Jenkins, who um, was, again, finalist for, uh, for Man of the Year. Didn't win. Calais won, but Malcolm does a lot of great work and uh, obviously a good buddy of mine. That's well documented. So shout out to Malcolm. That would have been the easy... Easy pick. Scott Niedermeyer. Didn't do Niedermeyer. Ended up doing, drumroll, Vladimir Guerrero Sr. Is nice. he senior? I guess he's senior now because you have to worry about 
Yeah, Vlad Glad, mentioned by me a few moments ago. Yeah, for those of you who were yeah, listening. Yeah, so so yeah. Well, you only shouted off fifty six people, but I thought the expo, uh, the expo's get ups were pretty iconic, and he was iconic. I mean, obviously, he's a Hall of Famer, um, MVP. But what I loved about him is he wore no batting gloves. Yeah, that's that's what drew me, and his swing. I loved his swing. But the fact that he just went up there and pine tarred it, you know, blisters out the wazoo. There used to be nothing worse than baseball when you go play a tournament and you do like doubleheader after doubleheader in the summer and your blisters would break on your hands. That was terrible. Do you remember that when you played sports? No, I didn't play baseball because I was afraid of the ball. Yeah. And uh, tennis, we have nice rubbery grips. Yeah, so tennis is just all around uh i don't want to call it a softer sport but then hmm. baseball nah one takes it, more athleticism and that is tennis one takes more endurance endurance that's tennis hey hold on to your hat tomorrow yeah sunday the ninth yeah vlad glad's birthday really he will turn 45 happy birthday uh vlad glad um also you know, he got the, uh, I was reading about him. I'll, I'm not even going to act like I'm retaining this information. I'm going to read it off my phone. Guerrero batted without wearing batting gloves, a custom rarely seen in modern baseball. In an interview with Yahoo Sports, he attributed this to helping his grandfather pull cows home barehanded as a young boy in the Dominican Republic. Uh, he swung at a higher percentage of pitches outside the strike zone. 45% than any other hitter in Major League Baseball up to that time. Yeah, he'd go down and get it. He hit a ball that bounced right. for a double. Yeah. He also had like one of the most iconic throws in Major League Baseball history that traveled like 300 feet just on a rope. So like anything Vlad did in a baseball in the diamond, I was going to say the arena, um, baseball watchers, we got to get the, the vernacular right. Um, well, was a spectacle. What do we call that up in Toronto? An Roger arena. These yeah, days? it's pretty fucking yeah. ugly. Um, he one hit. He once hit a double off a one hop fastball. Yep, by Carl Pavano. And then this is my favorite part of his bio: Vladimir is a PlayStation addict. His favorite thing to do is control himself as a batter. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, that's a great pick by you. Yeah. I think those are two good selections. Two really good selections, and shout out to the other 46 that you included. Well, hey, number 27 isn't what I would deem sexy yeah, no, no, necessarily, no. No, no, no. so we're having to dig deep. We, we come across a lot of names. Although there, there, there's a few. It's, it's better than some of the other numbers we've had to deal with. The, uh, 25, strangely. 25 was really strange. So we are episode unpopular. 27, and... Uh, Kind of a watermark episode for Macon. He's had a, a he's had it for those of you who and I want to be serious for a minute. For those of you who um have been listening to the pod since its inception, Macon has been battling through a serious medical ailment. And um we finally got some news and it's gonna be a long road, uh a diagnosis, if you will. The self-diagnosis of a torn bicep, or if you want to be technical, torn biceps, yeah, was not accurate. We need Maury to read this fucking diagnosis. <laughs> you are not the father. It is not a torn biceps, but 
Might be worse than that. MRI revealed a torn labrum. <gasps> which, oh, um, I've never seen anybody battle back from one of those. I think it feels cooler to say torn labrum. Yeah. In practice, though, it's going to stink. There's some surgery involved. You really have to get cut? Some, yeah. Some, some people therapy. just let that heal. Yeah, it's not going to. I've tried to let this heal since August. Yeah, well, that's a long time. And, and then, if you've potted through all this, you sold real estate. That's right. What's the most challenging part of selling real estate with a torn labrum? I would say opening the, the doors, the handles. Yeah. Mostly. It's got to be tough. It's harrowing. <laughs> have you ever had a surgery before? That's, I'm not going to. Hippo. Oh, HIPAA. Yeah, HIPAA. yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I would, I would yeah. never. They might have to reattach the biceps lower than where it's currently attached as well. How do you see this interfering with your day-to-day going forward? Well, I'm immobile for six weeks. Yeah. And, and this uh, is the right hand. Correct. I'm oh, sorry, the right. The right uh, My dominant hand. Yeah. So I probably have to invest in uh, electric toothbrush, that sort of thing. A whole bunch of things are going to be different for you, you know? Yeah. Here's what you get when you tell people you have a torn labrum. Um, how'd you do it? My answer is, I don't know. Yeah. And then what is that exactly? To which I say, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so the labrum is a piece of fibrocartilage, which is rubbery tissue, as you, as you well know. Yeah. Attached to the rim of the shoulder socket that helps keep the ball of the joint in place. When this cartilage is torn, it is called a labral tear. Labral tears may result from injury or sometimes as part of the aging process. So <laughs> I had no be. injury. I think it's the latter. And I had... You're just getting old. Thank you. Going. Hey, okay. And I did dox you. How'd I, how'd I do it? <sighs> kind of been carrying a podcast <laughs> for about 27 <laughs> That's episodes. That's so good. So. That's so good. Well, we, uh, we at the Greenlight Pod... And for anybody who listens to any of our content on Chalk, Chalk Networks, uh, I, I think we, I speak for everyone when I say get well soon. I really appreciate that. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah. And after surgery, is there going to be a downtime? Can we get you in here hopped up on opioids? I don't know what I will be given. Yeah. Sure. Can I, can I tell you what it's going to be like? Yeah. Since you've never had surgery? Sure. Cotton mouth. You're going to not feel great. Okay. Love water. That's no problem. You're going to be immobile again. You know, if you're in a sling, that's really going to be tough. Driving. I will be in a sling. Yeah. Driving's going to be tough. Um, 10 and 2 is not. Yeah, I'm a an 10 and 2 guy. Anymore. Opening doors. You know, like there's a whole host of things you do when you open car doors. You, you usually have something in the other hand. No more. What about if you put things in your right pocket? That's going to really suck. How many surgeries have you had? A lot. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> it's, it's, uh. My, my, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just realized it. The joke. I mean, that's so bad that we, we're probably going to have to talk about that after we're done recording this. About whether or not the joke's on in. me. The joke's on me. Um, so anyways, you were talking about your surgery. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I got asked for my autograph. Yeah? In the context of the podcast. Somebody asked you for an autograph? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's pretty great. Or, or how are you adjusting? It's a lot at the same time. You have to deal with, you know, becoming famous and becoming, you know, being rendered immobile for four to six weeks probably, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a lot for anybody, let alone somebody like you. This was the first time I've ever been asked for my autograph. Yeah. Um, it was your mom who, oh who asked me. And that's not like a <laughs> yo mama joke. It was literally yeah. your mother. It was yeah. D-Lo asked you for an autograph. Yeah. She, saw, she said she saw you the other day, so. Right. And when you bring up something like what you just broke up, yeah. brought up, which yeah. hopefully has been cut out of this show. Um, We're going to bleep. We're going to just go like the whole time. Okay. Yeah. It makes me think of some of the listeners like your mother who don't need yeah. to hear things like that. Well, three boys in the house. And I said, you know, I said, no, no. Chris is the star of the show. Yeah, doing that whole thing. And then she was like, yeah, yeah he is. But she he doesn't, is, yeah, no. but she, I don't think she cares for my content. I think, I think she probably tunes in to see you. So shout out to D-Lo and, uh, and, and best wishes and get well to Thanks. you, sir. Also putting on the various, the, the various articles of clothing, like the layering that you do is oh, going to be I really tough. About that, actually. Think about all the button downs. I wear shirts with buttons six days out of the year. Yeah. I go six days out of the week. You go at least six days out of the week, maybe seven. I hadn't thought about that. That is sweaters real. over the the button downs. I was told to bring a zip on putting shoes surgery on day. Putting shoes on. All your shoes have laces. Fifty percent of my shoes don't have laces. You might want to get some straps. Mm. Waylon has some shoes. I can. They got straps on them. If you want. On to the next thing. Yeah, I've got some Ben and Jerry's content. Yeah, go ahead. Whole Foods Market is a grocery store. Yeah, it is. They had a two for $7 Ben and Jerry's pints. Yeah. Normally four ninety nine. Can't pass up something like that. No, you can't. But they didn't have great flavors. So I went. What did they have first off? <sighs> Let me pivot. Can I tell you my favorite Ben and Jerry's flavors? Yeah. Chunky Monkey. That would be the banana ice cream with fudge chunks and We walnuts. got a thumbs up from behind. Kathleen likes the chunky monkey. Boom. As well as New York super fudge chunk. <laughs> you just like the word chunk. That would be chocolate ice cream with white and dark fudge chunks. Pecans. How do you say pecans? I mean, I, I guess uh, pecan. Walnuts and fudge covered almonds. Now, what I purchased was very odd. Vanilla. One. And chocolate fudge brownie, too. Yeah. Very limited selections. While we're stuck on this, can I say one thing? Yeah. Pecan pie, but it's pecans if they're just alone. I would say pecan pie. Ooh. Pecan. No, I would say pecan pie. I say pecan pie. Pecan pie. Pecan but if you pie. But if you were like, uh, hey, that tree, what's growing in that tree? I'd say pecans. Oh, uh, uh, pe- pecans. Pecans? Pe- Damn. Macan? <laughs> I do get a called lot of people McCon. think your name is McCon. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Now, my question to you, yeah. aside from what your favorite flavor is, uh, how many sittings is a pint? Okay, so I've gone over this with some folks before. Um, I think shamelessly it, it, it can be one. Now, that's, gonna be, that's a lot of calcium. My bones are going to get really strong. I, ha- zone. I have to... I have to contend with the fact that I can't break my bones anymore if I eat a, p- a pint of 
Ben and Jerry's. I tried to make it to four sittings. I only made it to three. So wait, you ate it in three sittings. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. If you eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's in three sittings or more, your restraint is unbelievable. Thank you. I will polish off. Do you want me to tell you what my yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. flavor is? It's uh, Cherry Garcia nice. by a mile. I have an unconfirmed report, but a report nonetheless that my dad's favorite flavor is Cherry Garcia. Well, that makes sense. He's a uh, distinguished gentleman like he myself. Uh, I guess behind that, it might be Americone Dream, mm. the waffle cones. Shout out to Stephen Colbert. Yeah, that was in there. I wasn't familiar enough to... Yeah, try it out. What, what, the what, the, what the Long family will do, um, and I haven't tried the sorbets, by the way. I might dive into that at some point. What the Long family will do is we will have, like in the summer, a nice gathering. We got this table out in Montana that kind of spins around. I forget what you call those tables. Spin table. Lazy Susan. Mm. Susan, she's not doing shit. She's just spinning. <laughs> she's just spinning. <laughs> Susan is out, by the Get way. Get a job, Susan. As a fucking name. Susan is out. If there are babies being named Susan in 2020, I want to find those kids. I want to tell them that their name is out. They might want to change their name. I, uh, like, I like Susan fine. Really? Yeah. You know any Susans? I do know Susans. I, I knew some Susans. Not oh. A, not anymore. <laughs> No, not like that. Goodness. Shout out to, there was a, a lady named Susan used to be friends with my, uh, my parents, but then we moved from California. Okay. So I don't know where she is now, but um, that's the only Susan I know. So the, the table, this lazy Susan, you know, it turns around and turns around. What you do is you put all the flavors, you go to the grocery store, get 12 flavors, 12 pints of Ben and Jerry's, mm. a cornucopia, if you will. And then it just spins and spins. And everybody at the table just samples. There's one spoon per pint thing, and you try not to get the spoon in your bowl because you don't want to be swapping germs. Obviously. I don't like germs. No. If you're alone, though, you would never scoop it out of the pint into a bowl, right? That's no, like if I'm very... alone, I eat it right out of the... It's, it's like the domestic version. When I was 23, and this came up recently because we were in Miami and there's bottle service situations and stuff, my pound my chest moment would be when we went to a club i would get my own bottle of champagne drink it right out of the bottle mm. no glasses that's a status symbol thing now in my 30s at 34 my status symbol is i get a fucking pint of of, of uh, cherry garcia and it's just mine i eat it right out of the pint i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think if you eat it in one sitting now adjusted for weight maybe it's not okay that you eat it in one sitting yeah but i saw pictures of you from miami and you are wasting away. To 254, by the way. Our weights are getting closer by the day. Yeah, I'm 254 pounds. And I'm, uh, what's it called when you're gaining? Yeah, you're, you're bulking. I'm, I'm like lean, I got bulking, bad news for gain. you. That bulking is going to stop here real soon when they cut into your labrum. But can I, I'll just do a bunch of legs. Oh, Ryan Rossillo is calling the pod. Let's oh. get him on real quick, your favorite guy. Hey, Ryan Rossillo. Hey. Welcome to the Green up, Welcome man? to the Greenlight Pod, buddy. Thank you for having me on. Hi Ryan, you're on with Macon and Chris. Okay. Now, we're, we're we're going to keep Five? it brief because you work really hard, you do a bunch of pods. Um as the NFL season ended, I realized that we hadn't watched and we're not going to be posers and try to start picking up basketball like we've been watching. We haven't watched a single minute. I don't know if I'm speaking for you, Macon. 
Um, I probably stayed more with it, but I don't know if I've sat down and watched who. I haven't watched a game in its entirety, the entire NBA season. Mm -hmm. And who knows the NBA better than Ryan Rossillo? Plenty of folks. Uh, Woj. I was about to say Woj, but other than that. (laughs) So we're going to give Ryan, um, what do you say? Plenty of folks seem to like like this. Dudes are saying... um, Dudes have argued. I used to love when just to jump in and ruin your segment. No, don't ruin the segment. The more, anyone, the longer no. you spend here, the better. No, Greeny is like the biggest hype man of any host you'll ever see, and he's and he's great at it. It's it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. But he used to always get really frustrated with me because he'd be like, and you know, joining us here at the desk to get up. Nobody knows the NBA better than him. Ryan was still. I'd be like, well, whoa, <laughs> back low. Probably has more contact. Bro. And he would just look at me and be like, God, like, damn it, like, just shut up, bro. So, you, anyway, you know bro. what I love? And now that I've realized, when I intro people, I do go back to the same. And somebody's gonna make some highlight reel. Luckily, we don't have enough viewers yet or listeners yet that somebody's gonna actually take the time to do this. But if I were more successful at this in this admission. Every guest I intro, I kind of give the same adjectives. You know, like I'm like, my favorite yeah. coach, my favorite, like, this is one of the, the rising stars. Like, I need to work on new material, so I'm glad you brought that up. Well, you know, Scott and I used to have a lot of disagreements about our interviewing process when we did the show together. And um, we do I don't too. know if you know that movie, The Long Goodbye. Um, that's I've never seen it, but it's a, it's a great title because he would – like I used to get so annoyed whenever he'd intro anybody and be like, "How's the golf game?" Because like anytime anybody would do that, they're like, "Oh, hitting straight." Oh yeah, you know. yeah. It's like how's yeah, the? It's like, you know, hey, pretty windy like, outside. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like how's it going over there? And then it became like a joke where we. I started asking guys in the middle of interviews how their golf game was, and so he <laughs> an asshole. He's a good sport. Right. It is such a, like honestly that he didn't slap me at some point. That I, I deserved it, but um, well, yeah, goodbyes, hellos. I say guys are the best all the time. So look, I'm still, I'm still, you know, we all have our crutches, man. Yeah, I've got a few of them. One of them is uh, the Devil's Lettuce. If you haven't heard, yeah, guys, there was a pod that you came on. You were really fired up. I think it was our one where we were both super worked up on Sunday, and then going into Monday, we were just letting dudes have it left and right. Yeah, oh yeah, and a guy it was Canal, Jacina, and then I saw Danny right. real quick making. You'll love this. I saw Danny Cannell, Radio Row, my last interview for uh, for my partnership. I was on Radio Row presenting. We walk around the corner. It's Danny Cannell sitting there at the desk, and he just looks up, and I look at him, and it's like, fuck. Not that I care, but I just – No, I mean – talk it out? We talked it out. He It was kind of something along the lines of he, like, joked, like, hey, man, are we going to fight now? Like, And I was like, no, not at all. I was like, you know, you just said a stupid thing. He's like, well, it wasn't that stupid. And they were like, okay, three – Two, one, and joining us. Like, I was like, okay, well, this is going to be awkward. Um, but Danny, Danny, you know, Danny, Danny said a really fucking stupid thing. I still think so, but that doesn't mean I hate Danny. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Danny's going to live longer than all of us because he will not. Like, he's so not confrontational. I, I'll go a couple days where if I don't have a confrontation, I kind of want one. Yeah, and he, he is like, okay, cool. Well, you got you know, one. Like, you're you might have one him, here with Macon. Goes, because Macon's had a few Uh-oh. bones to pick. You know, you got this co-host rivalry. Hey, I Ryan, I, I have a torn yeah. labrum. Any advice to get through this while still... What am I doing? I'm gaining mass. I'm in the process of gaining mass. Bulking. But I'm going to be immobilized for about six weeks. Do you just go straight legs? Do you go... Do you legs, focus yeah. on the other side? Legs. I heard. I heard some guys... 
I don't know what your bench numbers were before, but I've had a few buddies that have gone through it. They've never been the same. So you might want to try to get on some sort of program. Oh man, that's after. at least you got some cushion. Three fifty is a good number, so you got some cushion there. You could supplement. Yeah, one thirty-five is in my rear view, I guess. So the reason we had sure. Ryan on uh, is we want to know what the hell is going on in the NBA. We haven't watched a single game, yeah. uh, and I said I texted him earlier. I go, do you think you could do a three-minute rundown timed? Like as if you were explaining the NBA to aliens that just landed on our planet and there was no language barrier. Do you think you could do that? No problem. Yeah. Okay. No do, problem. do you want me to do the um, making you do the time? Yep. I do, got with it. sound effects. That's right. Okay. You want to give me like lap times, like so it at at one minute. We'll tell you at every like minute. At two we'll, minutes, one minute remaining, yep. and a countdown from ten, maybe. Yep. That's right. This is the most furious, fast and furious. Three minutes in the NBA. All right, I'm ready. Okay, ready. Making yep. you got a t- you got a, a sound effect you want to use? Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee located in the north central part of the country. Best record in the league. A point differential that's historic. Maybe the best of all time. They're the best team. They have the best player but they haven't won a title in 50 years, so there's still always some apprehension. Speaking of titles, Toronto won it last year. They lost maybe the second-best player in the league in Kawhi, uh, player in the league. But you know what? They've got a great set of guards. They've got great depth. They've got a great coach. They've got a great front office. So surprising two seeds so far. Celtics' top four players are terrific. That's really good if you match them up against everybody else, but they don't have a big, the only big really tweets all the time. I don't like his content. Uh, heat, multidimensional, all sorts of things they can throw at you. You probably don't like their number two guy that much unless it's Dan who has become an unbelievable center overnight. The Pacers, tough team. Uh, I'll leave it at their best player back in Oladipo. Philadelphia is the most disappointing team in the league, a six seed. Um, 13 and a half games will have one seed. Their two best players can't play together. I imagine this is going to continue. Brooklyn, they're better without Orlando. They're actually in the playoffs. Sorry. Massive disappointment. Their best player sucks. Detroit just traded two a player for Cavs. The Wizards have the best offense in the league. That's not a mistake, except they're 17 and 30. Charlotte, I thought, had the world roster, so it's 35. I'm actually impressed. The Knicks are boring. It has a really Knicks scoring, oh, wow. uh, big-time scoring player who I don't necessarily love all the time. And then Cleveland, I have no idea what they're doing. Uh, the Los Angeles City in California, that's the farthest west pretty, pretty much of the country. They have two teams, and one team's like Leo DiCaprio in Gatsby, and the other team is a little bit like Leo and Gilbert Grape. Um, but they're both really good. Denver has the hottest fans. I'm kidding. Um, they're actually unattractive collectively. They're a three seed, but they get really, really heated. And this is all kind of new for me right now because I'm still a little bitter because I love the city. But they've never done anything in a decade. They got to the second round last year almost after beating a bad Spurs team in the first round, but they think they're pretty sweet. Houston's as unwatchable as anything. If you were to land in Houston uh, on your spaceship, just turn around, go back to the moon. Uh, Utah, I do like, um, but they lost minute. five in a row once the schedule got tougher. Oklahoma City is, I think, one of the coolest stories in the NBA this year because all of their fans stuck up for Westbrook, really brainwashed almost while he was destroying what they were because he stayed and Durant didn't. Durant, this other guy's not playing this year. Don't worry about it. Um, and they actually have a much better point guard in Chris Paul because their guys all want to leave this year, and you could argue they're a better basketball team. Dallas just wins all the time. They have this guy that's impossible compared to black players, but he actually plays like black players. <laughs> Uh, um, Memphis is actually 26 and 25. They have this really good guard who's a rookie. He's young. He tweets too. And it looks like he's going to die in every dunk attempt, but it's actually 
because he does never die, so it's not that dangerous. <laughs> Portland's a bit of a disappointment in the Western Conference Finals last year, but they turned things around. San Antonio, a 20-year run. This was long overdue to be Ten. under 500, but they're boring as hell. New Orleans has the most exciting player in Zion City, Sacramento, Minnesota, Golden Five. State. You don't need to know anything about them, except Golden State Three. will be good again Two. next year when they get all their players back. They were pretty good the last five years. That was really well done, That was done, amazing, Ryan. Ryan. Did you breathe? I don't know. Um, I'm a classically trained bass, too, so I don't know if you knew that. Hey, oh, classically. Hey, well, that yeah. makes a difference. Ryan, I know Houston Unwatchable is is the uh, common take. Isn't it sort of intriguing, um, at least here at the beginning, when they play all guys our height? Um, I, you know what? I, I thought last night... Was- Hilarious, right? Because you're watching it and you're going, are you guys serious? Now, I actually think at some point Daryl's going to add uh, someone. I thought that second move, when there were rumors, that second move was already in place for that to happen, uh, to add at least a serviceable big for 20 minutes or in some kind of playoff matchup where you just kind of need some fouls. Um, so I think the Lakers are so thrown off by it, they actually play terrible. Right. Um because I was like, this is this is sort of weird. It's so weird. I mean, their tallest guy, like Eric Gordon, would end up with switches on, on Anthony Davis. And if if you were telling me the brilliance of this lineup is now that everybody freaks out, doesn't want to take threes, and they keep trying to beat you in the paint, but if you double the right times, you're not just holding the score because you have this advantage in the post. I, I think Barkley's point was awesome. He goes, fine, Houston won. I'm surprised. He was like, I didn't expect it. He goes, but the idea that your team is going to hold up over the course of the next however many weeks you know, all of February, March, and April, and then into the playoffs without anybody over six six. He's like, that's insane. He's like, physically, you're going to absolutely wear out. So after those three Westbrook minutes, really I, I feel I after those three minutes, I can't disagree with my wealth of NBA knowledge. <laughs> yeah, right. You're on it now. You're hey, it now. real quick before we let you go, because we do have a Philly, uh, you know, a little bit of a Philly connection here. What the fuck is wrong with the Sixers, and how do you fix them? Um, you're eventually going to have to break those two guys up. Simmons and Embiid are the worst pairing of, of really talented players I've seen in a long time. And I'm not really even anti-Ben anymore. You know, Ben, I think it's proven. And I think what that showed, and they've been trying to separate those guys more as far as their minutes, because I've gone back and like looked at like their minute pairings, and Brett Brown has broken them up more. Um, but he, he can't, Brett Brown can't figure out how to get these guys going. And uh, I actually am shocked he came back. And you can say they're a bounce away from maybe beating the Raptors and then who knows what's going to happen. But their offensive efficiency with those two has been a decline now for three straight years. And it's a, it's a center who plays a little perimeter based and it's a point guard that wants nothing to do with the perimeter. Right. That makes sense. It's not even a knock on those two guys. I just, I don't know how much longer, how many more numbers we can do this for another year before years of these numbers and, and what our eyes tell us. But, those two guys should not be playing next to each other. You shouldn't. And it's not really even a knock on either guy now. Quick note for your future pods. Best Pacers, not Vic Oladipo, but yeah, Malcolm Humble Moses Brogdon. He's been better this year. but um, Been better you know, this year? I'm Oladipo. Been better this year. <laughs> They're 31-20 and 20 because of Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I think peak Oladipo last year was better than what we've seen from Brock. Well, I, I, would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah well. I, I think what Oladipo was the first few months of last year was insane. So, you know, I'm hoping to see them get back to that. But Brock is a great man. Well, that was the NBA with our good friend Ryan Rosillo. Do you feel infringed upon making that he joined the pod for... No, I really like Ryan. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always great having Ryan on. Yeah. Ryan, short goodbye. 
Thank you, bro. Out. Peace. Um, yes, that was Ryan Rosillo. Do we have anything else we want to talk about before we get to these uh, Chicago lowlifes? Really bummer of a credit card roulette, but let's talk about it when they're in here. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's bring on, uh, you know, the, the fame, the infamous uh, died tips loser from our fantasy football league, Matt Conrath, and Bad Back Backy, who also, uh, oh, he's in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he's Bad Back Backy just, so we'll take a, bath, a bathroom break. He's in the we'll, bathroom. And we'll get these two guys out here in a minute. And welcoming to the pod, two friends of the program, two friends in real life here, members of the Men's Lunch Alliance. Yeah, y'all are welcome. For the lunch today. Yeah, popped for it over here. Uh, That was was a credit card roulette for those of y'all out there who don't play. You put cards in the hat and whoever gets picked last, that's who's got to pay. And Macon picked it up today. $88. Yeah, right before um, Bad Back Backy was about to pay for the meal. That's Bad Back Backy right here to my right. And that is... Happy to be here. I mean, if you were wondering who the NFL player was, that is the former NFL player, Matt Conrad, <laughs> the guy with the dyed tips. So uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? I, you guys have long lists of accolades athletically and in the world. Um, I want to leave it to you guys. You want to start with Bat Back Backy? Uh, Kevin Backy from Evergreen Park, <laughs> Illinois. Um, EPA uh, Boys Club All-Star. <laughs> Uh, All star, yeah, uh, nineteen ninety two. Is that the yeah. South Side? Yeah, that, that would be the South Side, Chris. Yeah, that's right. considered the South yeah. Side. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I could trust Matt. I mean, St. Rita's, I don't know, the North Side School, the Russian Catholics, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Russian Catholics. That is true. Hey, very much a rival, but you know what? At the end of the day, we all went to a good Catholic school and uh, good Catholic guys yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Just the guys. Happy to be here. Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a former teammate of yours. Yes. Goes back uh, <clears throat> the first year. Yeah. When you were a fourth year here, and then played three years with you. And I took him on his visit. I yes. took Matt uh, on the visit. What yeah, do you remember? The was the visit good? Fred, um, when you were staying there, yeah, that was a uh, that's one of the reasons why I ended up coming. Yeah. Nice. I'm a great host. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. I'm a great host, and little did you know that you know years later you would be wearing uh, Guy Fieri tips because of uh, the, because the, of your influence, my actually. influence, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the 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 fantasy football league, and obviously Matt, you know, we're downplaying Matt's football success. Played, do you guys you know, get the tips? Can what'd you, you play? It? Almost five in the league, five, four. Uh, yeah, about five years in the league. St. Louis Rams. Sack Drew Brees. Sack Drew Brees. We were both there. Yep. Um, yep, we were yeah. both there. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, Kev, he, uh, he does a lot, uh, you know, valiantly, athletically. We've covered it on the pod lately. I mean, he was a great athlete in his own right in his earlier years. And now Appreciate he slipped that. a disc recently. So we've got the walking wounded here with Make and, and Kev. Mm-hmm. How's your back? It's better. The it's listeners better. are concerned. Yeah, I appreciate the the shout out on that. Uh, it's better. Um, rehab. I still, yeah, a rehab. Doing a lot of rehab. Um, what kind of mini rehab? mini cobras? <laughs> yeah, a lot, you of don't mi- wanna... lot of lot of mini cobras. <laughs> you don't want to do the big. Uh, they you don't me, do the big cobras. Uh, they told me to uh, do that ten times a day, mini cobras, which is tough to do. What are you at at the, this juncture in right now? Today? Yeah. Uh, two. 
<laughs> you got eight cobras to go. Got eight we cobras are, to go. We are, and they're mini cobras, so they're not. It's not a big deal. What does a mini cobra a look mini like? Mini cobra. Um, you can do it on the floor or against the wall, and it's it's basically this. It's a little bit of a thrust. Mm-hmm. So you don't mm-hmm. want to do that in public. Correct. You want to do all your mini cobras in correct. private. Chris, that is correct. Or on YouTube.com. Or on YouTube. Are we on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the the background here is uh, our fantasy football league. We were all members of this league. It started out so promising. I mean, we 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 Boylan Heights. We uh, Kev shut it shut it down for us, and we did a nice, a beautiful draft uh, up in the second floor of Boylan Heights, and uh, and everybody's team was so promising, including Matt's team and the loser of the uh, the league, the last place guy who surely was not going to be an NFL player, not going to be here, Matt. Couldn't be. Uh, would have to get dyed tips. That was the penalty this year. And as you can see, Matt's got these luscious. Uh, you know what is it? What, what? What? How would you classify the color at this point? Because you've had them a couple weeks. I mean, it, it has ambered out a little bit, but um... three eleven. Ambered nice. Yeah, yeah good call. You know? I got with you. I was um, a teenager once. Yeah. Sarah at Adara Salon. Shout out. Um, she did a great job. And <laughs> it's two and a half hours. I think we have the pictures. Um, yeah, we'll, so, we'll we'll put the pictures back up yeah, and post I mean, to when they were I fresh. I went through with you know the tinfoil everything. Um, so two and a half hours. Describe your build for those people listening, so My they can build. Yeah, put it put it just put a a, a build and a face with the uh, the 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 visualization of dyed tips. Yeah, six seven <laughs> <laughs> two two forty five. Used guess? to be how much? How much did you used to weigh when you played? 305 was the heaviest I ever uh, tipped the scales with rock. Tipped the scales. Tipped it. Yeah. Nice play on words. Yeah. 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 So so, so how's the, the experience been after walking around with these tips for a couple of weeks? Not going to lie, I've gotten some compliments. Um, <laughs> I think they look fantastic. People that didn't know that this was a joke. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I mean, there have been some looks. But I'm pretty comfortable by now. I was worried about you in the OR because you do work in uh, the medical field. Yes, being a you know brilliant guy. What we call a bouffant. Yeah. Okay. Or a hat. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So there's a whole sterility. I don't know, Lloyd. The French are assholes. (laughs) Well, you know. Yeah. So, so basically, you're in the uh, the so OR, I, yeah. but you have a hat on. Yes. So you don't. But mo- your mo- first day, what's it like when you show up? Did anybody bring it up when you had to? You walked yeah, in with the tip. Yeah, I to talk with the doctor, and he thought it was hilarious. So it was great. I think you you talked about it being a, a good icebreaker. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I was able to play it off. Do you have a significant other? I do. Katie was not a fan. Huh. Um, That's weird because I think you look great. Well, it was more so the fact that I paid into this and then... And then had to pay again to yes, get the dye tips. The dye how much tips. do a pair of dye... Or not a pair of dye tips. How much do dye tips cost? And Sarah at Adara Salon hooked it up. Uh, oh. Yeah. No, maybe so we're she, getting some kickbacks here. Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a loyal customer, so... We can all go in for... Yeah. Well, I'm not comfortable with that because well, we, we, then we say we're going to pay. The league should pay for that. Yeah, we should pay for the tips. And yeah, we'll, that's, we'll put that's a collection not right. Together, that's I not think, right. Yeah. And there was a rumor floating around that you guys had highlights in, yeah, in high school. school. We dyed yeah. our hair. We dyed our hair like Slim Shady. To, like really? together? Yeah. All of so it. Yeah, even, even me, more him, Matt Kingston. Is there pictures of that? There are. They're out there floating somewhere, but you can't really tell. It wasn't like. weirdly normal. They look pretty normal. Yeah. You know, this was circa 2000. Now, I mean, you know, 2000, anything went. Backstreet was back. 
This is not right. 2020, bro. And so let's not try to equate your tips. I did. With, uh, some high school is fucking around with hair dye. I did take my daughter today to uh, the mall. Yeah. And I stepped in American Eagle. There were no uh, Puka Shell necklaces. There were <laughs> like, I, I don't know if that's not That would have gone great with I the know. tips. I meant to. Spring break. I really spring break to 2002. Right yeah, I get it. And. Uh, couldn't find it at the mall. For the so people, for the people out there suffering through uh, consensual dyed tips, uh, who dyed their tips, not losing a bet, thought it might be a, uh, a you know good decision. What do you have to say to them? Yeah, I don't, don't want to offend them. I don't want to put that out there. Um, I think I've gotten compliments. Yeah. Um, so you know. Yeah. More power to you. Yeah. And it should be Go mentioned if Matt starts. Oh. DK Metcalf instead of Stefan Diggs. Yeah. And whichever week it was, maybe 14, it's Bad Back Bag <laughs> with the tips. tips. Wow. And they, oh, wow. Yeah. You can't go back to the South Side with those tips. Are you kidding me? No way. What yeah. happens if you go back to the South Side with those tips? <laughs> you get your ass kicked. Into <laughs> right? So it's probably I mean, a good thing that this big ass dude. Well, can we, here's the thing. I mean, He's a little bigger than me. Yeah. Could, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's he lefty. Hold, you don't even see it coming. You see me. It. You know what I mean? I got a couple guys coming at me. <laughs> hey, Matt, can you walk us through uh, Antonio Brown in round two? <laughs> yeah. So that kind of derailed. Um, right. I, I thought that was. <laughs> I thought it was a great pick. I thought it was a great I, well, pick. Well, actually, can we go back to my first round pick? James um, Conner. Yeah. I've never played fantasy football before, so I see everyone drafting running no backs. No kidding. And. Uh, <laughs> And uh, so yeah, so I think oh, running back, he's receiver. Yeah, uh, he likes to catch the ball. Out of yeah, the he didn't do much this year though. It's a PPR um, league, is what they they said. So your prep didn't was know what that well, was. hey, Kev, your prep was watching picks one through seven, is what you're saying before you started. <laughs> pretty much, there, your team. I I saw people arrive with papers. That's and right. Research laptops. That's right. Had none of that. That made me uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. very. So clearly, I'm what how did you prep, Kev? Um, prep. <laughs> uh, no. And, and, and Kev goes, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, one, two. Nice. That paid off. Yeah, it paid off well. Kept you out of the tips race. Who, who I, I don't even know what you just said. Michael Thomas. You got the all the He's just staring at the camera. The year. So, He's just staring at the but camera. But they also selected about seven Detroit Lions, which was I, an you interesting know what? strategy. I thought the Lions were going to have a good year. Hey, shout out. I, really, <laughs> shout I thought out the Danny. Lions were going to have a good year. Shout out Danny, Danny Amendola. I remember vividly picking him. Chris saying that was not a great selection. Well, I was worried about his health. I, yeah. You know, you never know a wide receiver, especially a white wide receiver north of 30, well into his 30s, playing under Matt Patricia, who wears players down. I worried, but this goes to show how big of an Iron Man Danny yeah. Amendola no, is. He, he ended up winning me some games. Yeah, yeah. Danny so. was the end of a stretch of Goff, Trey Burton, Tariq Cohen, Danny Dola. That hurts in rounds five through. Well, That's where you well, win the draft in the well, middle. Yeah. Well, the you other know? thing is every one of my Detroit was also Lions got hurt. Then. Huh? Every one no, of my sorry. Detroit Lions got well, hurt. So I was right in a sense. He was worried about you, the Lions. You, you picked you DK in the last round, round 16. And he would have been the one that had gotten me out of the die tip. Yeah, and, and you know mention, what? I'm mad I gave you bad advice. So, okay, so can we set the table for what happened last weekend? Can you set the table? You're the wordsmith. Well, I don't know if I. I can. All I know is that Matt was asking for advice, and it really came down to Stefan Diggs or DK Metcalf. And they were playing each other. It was in Seattle. Minnesota right. ended up, uh, I think, winning 34-31 or something. It was a tight ball game. Uh, and all that matters is that it came down to Diggs. 
and and Metcalf, and, and he Matt had to start one. Started Diggs and. I per mean, my advice, per my advice, but also per James Coe's advice, who's like the Babe Ruth Let's of out, fantasy yeah. football, and you know, he, I don't know who that is. James gets it wrong. I don't know who that is. Well, he got it wrong, and diet tips are the reason. The Vikings also had the ball with maybe we're receiving a kickoff with about forty seconds, and we're gonna have to throw it. Yes, and fumbled that kickoff to give it back into the ball game. He needed one catch, one, one catch. catch to find Kirk it would have probably throw. kept yeah. you from looking. And I was you look. I was asleep for that game. I, I I did not watch that, and I and I woke, I woke up to numerous things. <laughs> like, I was yeah. living and dying. With yeah, that. no, I, I saw I saw that. <laughs> And I, and I appreciate That's amazing it. that yeah. you were asleep. Yeah. I was too. <laughs> I was too. I, I was completely asleep. I knew Macon had it. Yeah. Like if I needed any type of information, I yeah, was going yeah. to Macon. Yeah. The um, group text has just oh. got a little disruptive by and the end I was because I was trying to stay away at different times. I was not setting my lineup. I wasn't answering the group. <laughs> You didn't set your lineup half the year, Chris. Yeah. And I still um, didn't. No. Didn't come in and last you still place. Didn't get, yeah. I kind of did. You want die tips? No, um, I didn't want die tips. I thought. Well, I thought bright side. I was like, well, if I end up with die tips, maybe it's good for the content, right? But in retrospect, I'm really glad that I didn't get it. Not that it doesn't look good. It, I think he nailed it. It was, it was a little bit like Christmas, it. where I was like, I was, just, I was, I was committed to whatever it was going to be, and woke up. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Woke up to the text messages that. Uh, yeah. Kirk Cousins did not throw to. What would your Stephon life have Diggs? been like, Kev? A little different than his. <laughs> what? Um, how would, it, how would I, that I have played out? I don't get to wear a, uh, what, what's it called? A bouffant. Yeah, I, I don't get a bouffant. You know? <laughs> what do you get? Pro- proper term. Don't fucking give me anything. I don't get anything. I don't get anything. You know, I got to go in. I got to go to the bar. Your right. hair is much shorter, which it would have had the Guy Fieri it effect. Looked more, yeah. We didn't have that clause where yeah. I had to spike it out, so I'm, I'm not spiking it out. Um, yeah. So, I, I yeah. actually think it looks really good. I, I I've been saying it. that since Thank the beginning. You. Is there any yeah. part of Chicago you can go back to with those tips? Him? North, yeah. Any part. The north side. Just not south. Any, oh, north side for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, East Loop. Oh, well, East Loop. You don't know nothing about the Loop. Wrigley <laughs> This guy doesn't know. It, it needs to be mentioned that Matt was the general manager of a club that included Lamar Jackson, who had perhaps the greatest fantasy season of all time. I think we're in a very, I think we're in a very competitive league. Yeah, and, um, you went four and nine. It's not like you went zero and thirteen. There, there, were, there were some some weeks where Parody. I thought I had it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, week one started Jared Goff. Didn't know Lamar Jackson was going to be very um, true. Hey, the guy, very true. To very buzz true. in, you guys are going to have to say buzz. Okay. Oh, okay. we're playing trivia now. Okay. Let's do the uh, let's do the Chicago trivia. These are obviously two esteemed gentlemen from Chicago. They often they often uh, they're disapproving of my Chicago accent. Awful. Yeah, it's, it's so terrible. It's more Boston, I think. Well, than again, uh, what is that? I don't know what that is. That's been then, going on for a more, while. It, it, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's, Fucking go to the Walter Payton hill and run some sprints. That's where I'm going to take hey, you. Dude, don't bring up Walter. I'm going to hey, take hey, the Walter. Dude, hey, Walter Payton, man of the year here. That's sacred. I, I, I okay, get it. Uh, I get former, it. So former. I'm washed up now. Okay. No, no, no. no, no, no. Campbell. But, you I'm going to take you down hey. and get you a Chicago <laughs> dog, okay? Huh? Mike what's, Dick what's on a Chicago do? dog? Relish. That's it? I think. That's it? Definitely not ketchup. We don't fucking put a fucking ketchup on the... What we do, run it through the garden. Huh? Running hey. through the garden. Yeah, hey, what whatever do? he said. 
running through the garden. We're going to do some trivia, okay? Because we got Kurt Menefee coming up. He's actually a real famous person, unlike the four of us. <laughs> so we're going to fucking uh, breeze through this fucking trivia, okay? Uh, y'all can actually both participate in this one. How many residents would the city what is of the lo- Chicago... What does the loser? What does the loser get? Or what? What happens to loser? What's happening right now? It's trivia. What, what we We're going to ask about? you some Chicago trivia. Okay. And if you lose, you just can't go home. Okay. Yeah, they just can't go home. Agreed? I gotta go. Home. I gotta fly back tomorrow. Oh shit! Midway, yeah. Midway. Brother Rice got a fundraiser. I got uh, Midway's Brother a Rice. fucking nightmare. Hey, shout out to B Rice. Yeah, shout Thank out you. to Brother Rice. Same reader as well. Okay, yeah. but what what happens <laughs> if I cares. get one? I, you cares. know what? We'll leave it to them. Okay. Yeah. We'll do it. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, Here's the loser has to go I, to I, Jack I, and Jill's I, today and eat and eat two Charlottesville hot dogs. There's such a thing. What's what's, what's on a, a Charlottesville yeah? What's on a Charlottesville hot dog? Ketchup. Ugh. Oh. No, no. I'm not too. I'm not feeding it to my kids. I get my dog. I get ketchup and mustard. I'm all right with that. Mine. Okay. I get mustard. I get ketchup. Ketchup. Just That's ketchup. disgusting. This is this is taking too long. Okay. How many residents are in the city of Chicago? You got Chicago a buzz. land area? Are we Chicago? sure? Uh, as per chalk media research, three mil. Yeah, I was going to say around 3 million. You can't answer the same. All right, 3.5. Kevin Back, he's the winner, 2.7 million. Wow, little city, to be honest. I think it's the third largest in America. Isn't it? I mean, we might be playing some trivia here, but... We start talking second city if you want. It's third largest, but he's had... Point point to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had had, had time. You know how it was 2.7, but he was like, oh, 3 million. When was... No, that was Kevin... That was off the cuff. When man. was the Great Chicago Fire? 1905. No, 1870? 1871. Wow. Yeah. Banky. Wow. Bangarang. Mm-hmm. 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 Keep it coming. <laughs> you this can't go. Hey, brother. Matt, you my, my, my dad's a history teacher, so that's not Oh, yeah. Shout out to him. That makes you look like At St. Rita. You can't throw that. Uh, Doxed your own dad. (laughs) The south side of Chicago has a population (laughs) of his face when I realized he doxed his dad. (laughs) All ten thousand subscribers are gonna just be (laughs) on his ass. Go ahead. Population of South Side. Southsiders. Hold on. Oh, you're gonna say that's not a a thing? A million. Are you going south of the loop? Yeah, what's the what's the You're going south of Madison? I'm just throwing I mean this is a yeah, I'm going uh, under, no, 500,000. Closer to 800,000. I was going to say, are we playing prices right? 752. Mm-hmm. So, I get that point. 3 and 0. What's the name of y'all's uh, oh, MLS team? Who got that? Who got that one? Fire. Fire. I knew that. How do you say fire? Oh, uh, this guy. How do you say uh, fire? Why are they doing that? Why does yeah. fire have two syllables? Fire. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the Don't cut that w- yeah. <laughs> What's the name of the WNBA team? The Sky. Mm. That Becky, Bella feel Nola free to jump there. in at any yeah, point. Yeah, Becky, feel free to care. Well, I didn't about know. The I don't. Here's the thing. I, I didn't well, know we're doing the buzz thing. Oh, uh, yeah, it's just yeah. first. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was giving you. I was being polite. You're just a little slow. Hey, St. Patrick's Day. What what happens around those parts? You dye the river green. Which river? 
Well, actually, Chicago, actually, Chicago River. River. The actually, Chicago though, River. By and, Chicago and he, Cut. See, it runs hey, right by Chicago here's, Cut. Here's the thing. When he does here's this, the thing. I yeah. got it. It's, 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 it's not about the river. It's so bad. It's the Southside Irish Parade, though. Correct. Yeah. And what's Which what, they took away so, and they brought back. It's phenomenal. So for Charlotte. The other part. Hey, I love it when he says that word. Hey, the other part, the downtown parade. Nobody on the south side cares about. No, it's like our oh, Fox Fields. parade. It's like our Foxfields for the Charlottesville people. Nobody watching. cares. Oh, take off the ass at the end of that. Foxfields. Yeah. No, yeah. bro. Well, so well, when Fox Chris Fox starts Fox. saying St. Rita, then I'll stop. Okay. St. Rita's. Yeah. yeah see, so there you go. She was a fucking saint. And her name was St. Rita. I got I got an aunt called Rita because of St. Rita. Nice. Because my my. My grandfather was the head basketball coach at St. Rita. I got more Rita blood than this guy. Oh, yeah, he's a loser. Just like those downtown, downtown paraders. He used to go to the downtown parade. Your gym. The hallway is, leading okay, up is, to is, the is, gym. Okay. The hallway leading to the gym is what? Barney Backey Hallway. Barney Backey. Barney Backey. Yeah. Hey, where do the White Sox play these days? Comiskey. Mm. Oh, that was slow by you. You're- no, he's right. Whoa. Comiskey Park. Always Comiskey. <laughs> it's called Guarantee Rate Park right now, but nobody nobody says that. Yeah. Guarantee Rate Field if we're being technically Field. whatever. Correct. At time of taping, folks, it's uh, 2 o'clock on a Friday in Chicago. Oh, I didn't know we were letting people know that. Yeah. What's the temperature? 34. I would say 38 degrees. It's 35 degrees right now. Wow. Mm. Y'all are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all are pretty good. Is that considering the wind chill? Nah. Is that AccuWeather? Because no, I, I remember getting 34, I, I actually, and I'm closer than you. I actually <laughs> I mean, remember getting reprimanded by Macon for using the iPhone, and then he said AccuWeather is. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I was answering a text. Well. <laughs> That means we're boring him. No, no, no. Yeah. We got no, I think, Kurt Menefee's um, up in three minutes. Hey, talk to us about uh, the Blues so Brothers. This... What do you want to know? Uh, first names? Elroy. Elwood. Eh. <laughs> Great movie. And Joliet Jake. Oh, Joliet. Yeah. <laughs> do you know where Joliet's at? Yeah. Joliet, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Hey, great casinos. In the home of St. Francis, University of St. Francis. My brother went there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The Fighting Saints. And also home of Gordy Gillespie. Hey, Gordy Gillespie. Winning his baseball coach. uh, Gordy Gillespie won a lot of baseball games. He's great. When was Chicago settled? Oh, wow. Is it settled? (laughs) After the fire. No. 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 <laughs> Just definitive. I'm going to go uh, 1802. Okay. Uh, it was settled in 1780 when it became an incorporated town in 1833. Yeah, you got to go with so, that. I'll give him it. I'll give him it. Yeah. I'll give him it. His dad's a history teacher. He already said that. Do you know the motto of Chicago? The Windy City? Oh, yeah. This is a good one. It's more of a nickname, Everybody I would say, than a motto. One. I don't know that. Okay. What would the nickname be? That's like eating deep dish pizza. Hey, that's like eating deep dish pizza. Like nobody eats deep dish no. pizza. Really? From, yeah. No. no. Talk no. about that. No. Nobody eats deep, it's deep dish. It's called tavern pizza. style, cut Correct. squares. Um, pizza tastes better cut in squares. Yeah. Correct. Okay. It's more of a tourist thing. Take your word for it. Um, deep dish. 
It's a good switch up every now and then. Lou Malati's, yeah. Giordano's. Who's the best football player of all time? And why? Walter Payton. And why? Because care. he'll win you a game. If you need a quarterback, he'll, he'll play quarterback and win that game. What else could he play? Punter. Anything. Place kicker. Yeah. Whatever. What do you need? Other sports. He could probably play hockey. Need my Land Rover serviced? Could he serviced? No, Walter, I don't want Walter working on your car. No, you don't. He's above that. I like, hey, Jerry's a great guy. <laughs> Jared is a good Jared's guy. Jared's a great guy. Friend of yours? Friend of the program? Yeah, I know Jared Yeah, no, time. he's a good dude. I, I saw him in, uh, yeah. I saw him in, uh, in, in uh, Miami. I knew Jared back in, uh, back in high school and then uh, when he was at Miami with uh, a couple friends of mine when we used to go down there and have a good time. Have a good time. Great time. Great time. Great time. Kevin, bad back. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate you, it, man. Yeah. A little Chicago knowledge. Always. Oh, you're going to pound it? You didn't wash oh, your hands earlier? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll pound because I'll We're going to go back a... in the green room. Yeah, you can yeah. go back and hang We're out in the green room. Yeah. The green room is very luxurious here. And we have Kurt Menefee calling in a second. So can we clear the set, guys? So, yeah, that's uh, – yeah, I hate to bust my buddy's balls, but this is, you know, as far as the, the, the famous people quotient, we've got Kurt Menefee on now. This is a big step up. We just did our fantasy football rundown. Now we've got the golden voice – of NFL Fox Sunday, Kurt Menefee, good friend of mine and a friend of my pops. Kurt, how are we doing? Good, man. That means you actually run out of people already to have on your no, show. No, <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what happened. This is no bullshit. It, it was we, we were supposed. You know, like you wake up, and this is my first foray into this stuff. Uh, my first fall, mm-hmm. and it ends. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, the off season is going to be great. There's so much more I can talk about than football. And I'm looking around the first week, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Uh, well, <laughs> there's a reason the XFL starting soon. I think it's got a, yep. it's a nice little niche you guys can occupy. And I say you guys, because Kurt is, not only does he do a great job on Fox Sunday, I think he's, he's the guy that keeps that, that ship afloat uh, with all those personalities. But he's doing play-by-play now. And you did play-by-play last year uh, in the NFL. You're doing it with the XFL now. Tell me a little yep. bit about what you got going with them. Yeah, so I'm uh, going to be the lead play-by-play guy on the Fox broadcast uh, for the XFL, along with Joel Klatt, who, were, who will be our analyst. Brock Hewitt's going to be with us on the uh, sidelines this week. And, you know, I mean, the league is starting up, and I, hopefully people got a chance to see the you know promotion during the Super Bowl. They ran a commercial, or, or you've heard about it, but it's the 18 Spring Football League that's kind of starting up. And uh, I think if you're a football fan, you're going to be some names that are familiar to you. Some of them may be, hey, whatever happened to that guy, and now here he is, but they're right. still young enough to play. But, uh, I mean, I think when you look around the quarterbacks in this league, I mean, you get guys like uh, Josh Johnson, who obviously if you're an NFL team, he's probably been on yours. He's been on 13 teams in 11 years, but he was a starter. One of those games I did last year for Washington. So he started in the NFL as recently. Yeah. That, Connor Cook. I played in that uh, game. Is there a, yeah, you did. Well, he last we year? we played against Josh uh, the last game of the year. Yeah, um, right, and that's just, that's when he came in down the stretch, and they still had a chance to, to kind of make the playoffs. Yeah, Washington. Yeah, State. and he's a guy so that right. you you root for, and I bet there's like you know yep. as you play in the NFL a long time, you realize that there there are a lot of guys that don't get the same opportunities, and uh, you know the quarterback position for sure, but position players as well. Who are some guys that you're sitting yeah. there and you're and you're pulling for as you watch these XFL games? I know there's some names that you might you might hear and go, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, well, you start talking about it, and I mean, Josh is the quarterback, but as I was saying, Connor Cook, yeah, uh, you know, who started that playoff game for the Raiders, Matt McGloin, who is there, 
uh, Cardell Jones obviously won a national championship yeah. at Ohio State, and uh, Landry Jones, former Oklahoma quarterback, is reunited with Bob Stoops, who's the head coach of the Dallas team. So wow. you get those guys, but then you get a guy like like today. We're here. We're doing the game between uh, L.A. and Houston tomorrow. Sammy Coates, the, the guy, you know, was a third round pick of the Steelers, and he just couldn't stay healthy and kind of bounced around. But he's still 26 years old. He's kind of refocused his life. I, I think you know. You know how it is. Part of it, and then we saw that with Andrew Luck a little bit. Guys, you get beat up physically, and after a while, it gets you mentally. And uh, him kind of being away from football last year, because he went to training camp with the Chiefs and that kind of thing. Um, but being away from it, he said his lot his body to get healthy and his mind to get right. And he's refocused. And you look at a guy like that, and you go, that's the kind of guy you're pulling for, who's got the physical skills, and for whatever reason, you know, the body betrayed him early. Hopefully, if he can get it right, there was a reason he was a third-round pick, and we can see you know, a guy like that excel or Eli Rogers who played in Pittsburgh or Lance Dunbar who was with the Cowboys. I mean, so you get guys that are familiar names if you're a football fan and you want them to get another chance. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all pull for guys like that. And uh, I I looked at this and I'm wondering if the XFL's uh, strategy in recruiting players to play in the league, is there kind of a mission statement for them behind closed doors if they said, you know, this is going to be our priority, bigger name guys, or maybe not so much bigger name guys. We're actually just going with guys that we can rely upon being on our roster at the end of the year. We're not necessarily trying to, you know, be this farm system where our best players are getting plucked right. all the time. What's that that kind of dilemma like for them? Yeah, and I think that's true. I mean, I think it's like anything else. Look, the guys that are here, they're committed to being here the full season. If they sign a contract to play in the XFL, they're not free until May 1st, you know, which is a week after the NFL draft. So they'd right. be able to spend the rest of the offseason with teams. Uh, and, you know, anybody would be lying if they said everybody's here, at least from a player standpoint, and maybe even some of the coaches, because you want to advance your career. You know, right. and the NFL is, is, is the dream job. Um, but this is not a developmental league per se, to get guys there. But you know that in the end, if you can have a Sammy coach come out and do what he you know, is supposed to do, or a Landry Jones or a Cardell Jones, and they wind up back in the NFL, it's also, you know, it's a notch in the belt for the, for the league and, and what guys can do. Um, and saying that, okay, you may not be there right now, but you can get back there. And I always go back to, like, my experience. I, I did NFL Europe for 10 years. I, you know, I did play-by-play at Fox right. before I was in the studio, and part of that was NFL Europe. And I always go, yeah, there was a couple of guys, you know, Lawrence Phillips or, or those kind of names that you knew going into the season. But at the end of the season, it always was, I mean, Kurt Warner, obviously everyone knows his story. He was on a team. Jake DeLone was the backup quarterback. Both those guys went in and played the Super Bowl. But when we went into the season at NFL Europe, and that was an offseason thing, we were like, if these guys could just make a practice squad, it'll be a really cool story, yeah. you know? And yeah. they wound up doing more than that. James Harrison was over there. Adam Benateri, you know, who's on the all-time 100 team. So sometimes guys just need an opportunity, man. Right. And so I'm always in favor of if, if you can give a guy a chance and then let him prove himself, then why wouldn't you? Kurt Menefee is our guest, getting ready to call XFL this weekend on Fox. Kurt, take this in any direction you like. I'm curious about maybe the most bonkers rule the XFL has, one that you think might make a whole lot of sense, and how difficult is it for you coming off NFL season to prepare to call an XFL game with so many different rules? Yeah, you know, the one thing I will say, if you watch it, it's going to be, I mean, for the most part, the rules are the same as, as football, you know, whether it's college or pro. 
uh, you know, you only have to get one body part down, whether it's one foot or, or you know, an elbow, whatever, not two feet, to make a catch. That's different than the NFL. The play clock is 25 seconds, but they have an official ball spotter. That's a little bit different. But it's really about 30 seconds between plays. And the way teams run hurry-up offenses and spread offenses in college now, it's really not that big uh, a difference. I think the two places you'll notice are both special teams area in that. And this is, I think, the NFL is going this way anyway. Um, if you look at it, and not to bore people with statistics, but kickoffs are only 6% of plays in an NFL game, but 20% of the head injuries come on kickoffs. Mm, yeah. And so everybody's trying to find a way to reduce that. So what they've done here with the XFL is both teams you'll see the kicker is lined up at the 30-yard line, but both the receiving team and the coverage team are lined up on the receiving team's end of the field, five yards apart. So you don't get that 30-yard running head start, and no one can move until the deep man touches the football or it's on the ground for three seconds and the official blows the whistle. But anyway, so the point is you don't get that 30-yard of one guy trying to brace himself with someone else running into him full speed, and that hopefully will reduce collisions uh, and reduce head injuries. And I think that's one direction. The NFL, I mean, we saw at the Pro Bowl, they're trying to experiment with fourth and 15, whatever they can do to take that, uh, that out of the game. So I think that's a smart aspect of it. It's more about health and safety. And then from an entertainment standpoint, there are no extra points. So when teams score touchdowns, you either go for one-point conversion from the two-yard line, two-point conversion from the five, or three points from the ten. So yeah. if, even if you're down by 18 points in the fourth quarter, it's still two scores. So it adds excitement. It takes out what was a routine, just line it up and kick an extra point, and, and adds a, a different level to it that I think fans are really going to love. Kurt, are you, are you, if you're the coach and you've got great football knowledge, are you uh, first touchdown, are you going for one, two, or three, was it? Uh, yeah, you can go for. Uh, well, it's funny what are you, what are you doing? What's Co- Coach Menifee doing? I'm, well, Coach Menifee is is well. It depends on what kind of offense I've got. <laughs> yeah. How much I trust my quarterback. <laughs> yeah, so I, but I I think I'd go for two or three out of the gate. And one of the things June Jones is coaching the Houston team, and we we're talking to him about it today. And he said his inclination at first was to go for three, maybe not every time, but you know, use it the majority of times because he said if you get it once. That makes up for the one and two. So right. like you, you're not chasing points the rest of the day. He says, uh, but now that he's kind of done the math on a little bit more, but he probably would lean towards going for two. But he uh, is certainly not opposed to going for three in a scenario where you know the scoreboard doesn't necessarily say we're down and we need these points. He thinks that it can be a dagger if you can add three, four points and you wind up with a nine-point touchdown instead of getting a seven-point touchdown. You mentioned these coaches. You, you you say June Jones. You say Bob Stoops. Like, who are some of the names Mark in coaching? Tressman. The names in coaching that popped up because I, I figure the coaching names are huge. And what's and what is you know motivating these coaches to join this league? Is it just love for the game? Are they bored? Do they they see this as a pipeline to get back in the league? I, I think it's a variety of things. I, I think you kind of hit on it. You get a guy like June Jones. You know, who's approaching 70 and, and uh, you know, he's coaching in the NFL. He's coaching college at Hawaii at SMU and had been coaching in the CFL the last couple of years. And I think this is just, you know, he loves football. Yeah. So this keeps him around the sport. Uh, he's an innovator. I mean, he came up, you know, one of the innovators for the run and shoot, which is really kind of how the spread offense got yeah. started. Uh, and he just loves doing it. Ted Cottrell is his defensive coordinator who's been around the NFL for forever. Uh, so, and I think older guys like that, it is their chance to really stay involved in it and, and keep teaching because that's what they are, really, teachers. Uh, and I don't want to speak for anybody else, but you get, you know, some of the younger guys. You look at Mark Tressman, I think, you know, was coach of the Bears, and I think he still 
probably thinks he has an NFL future. Yeah. Uh, Pep Hamilton, who's the coach in, in D.C., um, you know, he was a quarterback's coach in Indy with Andrew Luck and at Stanford with Luck and, and Harbaugh. And so he's never had a chance to be a head coach before. And I think that this is a different opportunity for him rather than bouncing around and being a position guy in the NFL, get some head coaching experience, and then you can go back with that as well. So, again, this is me speaking yeah. my perception. Yeah, it's – yeah, it's – it's you look at a guy like that, and yeah. you can see there are different reasons for different guys. So, so – are there days shorter than NFL days? Because I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, you know, some of these guys they're making 55k for 10 games. You know, some yeah. of the quarterbacks are making half a mil. Maybe yeah, I'm gonna exactly. get my ass off the couch and play in the XFL <laughs> if, the, if they don't have as many meetings and shit. Yeah, I, I tell you what, and the practices. I don't know. Maybe they do a little bit more hitting than you guys do. Yeah, well, no, thank you. Career. You got me. You stopped me right there. <laughs> stopped me in my okay, tracks we're, we're right done. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're done. Well, so who's yeah, so? Kurt, I think it, it's really cool, like to talk to some of these guys again. I talked to Sammy Coates or Coney Ely. You know, I mean, yeah. Guy. God, he was a really good player. Was, yeah, he was second round pick of the Carolina Panthers in that Super Bowl against Denver. Three sacks. Yeah, three sacks. Three sacks, an interception, and a fumble recovery. Yeah, I mean, he would have been the MVP had Carolina won that game. But he's another one. It's just kind of like injuries and, and the mental aspect of it. And he took a year off in football, yeah. and now he wants to, to find his way back. And again, he's another guy. He's 26, 27, you know, but as a defensive lineman, if he can get going again, he's going to get an opportunity. And if he gets an opportunity, he can get another seven, eight, ten years out of this thing, you know? Yeah. What does it mean to St. Louis to get a team? I It's when you look at the, the ticket sales for this league so far, uh, Seattle is up there. Houston has done really well. But I'm told, at least, the, the number one place for season tickets has been St. Louis. Uh, and they go. believe that a lot of that is, one, there's a thirst for football. I mean, you played there. You yeah. know, I mean, the, the fan base is, is solid. They know their game. Um, but I think a lot of them also are glad to have it back, you know, in whatever capacity they can. And maybe part of it is to kind of stick it to Stan Kroenke as there have been some groups that say we want to show as the city of St. Louis that we can support a football organization. Now, it's obviously not the NFL, but I think there is that base that's there. Um, but they're, as of now, at least last I heard, the number one place as far as season tickets go. So I think they're thrilled and really excited. And, you know, I, right now on paper, you go, they should be a competitive team, but we don't know. I mean, yeah. that's one of the weird things, too. You know, you're putting all these teams together, 52-man rosters, coaching staffs, None of them have ever worked together. None of them have yeah. gone through adversity together. So we'll see how it winds up being. You know, the best team on paper is not always the best team on the field at the end of the season. Before we hit you with one or two uh, non-XFL questions before we get you out of here, uh, it's been great talking to Kurt Manifee, who's doing a bunch of play-by-play for the XFL, Fox NFL Sunday, uh, st- straight man, guy that keeps keeps the, uh, <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the ship afloat, as I said earlier. But do you have a um, do you have a prediction after you just told me how unpredictable it is uh, in the championship <laughs> game in the XFL? Give me the two teams who are going to be in it. All right. Well, so there are four teams in the East, four teams in the West. I would say, again, it being unpredictable, uh, my prediction will be probably D.C., the uh, D.C. defenders out of the East. That's the team that Pep Hamilton is the head coach of, Cardell Jones, mm-hmm. the quarterback. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah. And then I, I, out of the West, I kind of like, if you look at it, the only team I think that is going to be built around defense is, is the Los Angeles Wildcats. And um, Winston Moss is their head coach. Pepper Johnson's their uh, defense coordinator. Norm Chow is the offensive guy, if you yep. follow college football. And I think they're going to be able to score enough points while being defensive-focused. 
Uh, and I think most of the other teams are going to be sitting around offense. I do like this Houston team with uh, June Jones, the head coach, and uh, kid P.J. Walker is the starting quarterback. He beat out Connor Cook in training camp. Walker went to Temple. He was in that Matt Rule system. Yeah. Um, and I think they're going to be really good, but I would say only because of the defensive aspect of it. Josh Johnson is their starting quarterback right now. Uh, I, I go with L.A. So let's go L.A. D.C. I like that. I like that. Two major cities, East Coast, West Coast. That's going to be good for the league. Yeah. Make you had some uh, non-XFL questions. Yeah, Kurt, you have to take a 12-hour road trip with one of the following. Who are you picking? Bradshaw, Long, <laughs> Strahan, or Johnson? Well, now, look, I'm, I'm on here with, with Howie's son. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, I, I'm kind of People forced, forget aren't that. I? This is not a fair. Yeah, you've never heard that. No, before. but but also, <laughs> Kurt. Uh, but if I had to guess, uh, how he's going to be up there because he's probably a good travel yeah. mate. I mean, he's low maintenance. Uh, uh, absolutely, he's low maintenance, and I think I could talk to Howie about almost anything. Yes, you know, it could be about movies. It could be about football. Well, he really talk about football. Yeah, but it could be about politics. It could be about yeah. anything. And so it, that's a kind of partner you want to have on a road trip. We can have a variety of conversations. But I'd say Howie would be up there, and then Strahan would probably be very close because that 12-hour road trip would certainly be in a private plane, is my guess. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the money he's got. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. That's, a good, that's a good way to answer that question. Yeah, so um, so so one last question because we're uniform snobs here since we do have a minute or two I'm seeing. I'm looking at all yeah. the logos. I don't know how, how much of a uniform or logo snob you are. I know what mm-hmm. I like here. I haven't seen the uniforms. Do you have a favorite logo? Do you think anybody's got a, a really elite get-up out of these teams? Well, I, I'll say, again, not, I like the DC Defenders logo. That's a good logo. Um, yep. Do you have that in front of you? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, it, It's nice and clean. I like the you know kind of X, if you will. But I do like the Houston Roughnecks because it kind of harkens back to the Houston Oilers days. Yep. And, you know, it, it feels like it's Texas – and tradition and football. Um, and so I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, I like the Seattle Dragons because I did NFL Europe and I love the Barcelona Dragons. Ah, yeah, yeah, same yeah. team colors, you know, and a similar logo. Yep. But if you had me take one, I'd just take, because I think Houston wraps up everything. It wraps up football. It wraps up the tradition here. So I, that'd probably be the one I'd go with. What, what, say, you? what say you, make? Yeah, uh, I, I liked all those. I'll go D.C. Defenders in a close one. Golly, at first glance, I was looking at the Dallas Renegades because of the color palette mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that I got going. But I, the D.C. Defenders logo is great. It's kind of like what the Titans yeah. logo might have should have been. Uh, you know, so yeah. hey, look good, feel good, play good. And, uh, you know, Kurt is going to be in play the good, booth. with yeah, Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it all comes, stems back to uniforms, which we talk about all the time on this pod. Uh, Kurt's going to be in the booth all the time. Uh, what, what's what's the first one you're going to be in the booth for? What's the first game? So it's this weekend, LA at Houston tomorrow. Uh, I'll be doing games with Joel Klatt every Saturday, five o'clock Eastern time on Fox. And I think that's one of the things that that's really cool about this league. You know, everybody keeps going, oh, we've seen these other startup leagues, and they don't go, they don't go. One, I don't know any that have had the financial backing that this one has. But secondly, every Saturday and every Sunday, the game times are locked down, and they're on a network. On uh, Saturdays at 2 o'clock, they're on ABC. At 5 o'clock, they're on Fox. Uh, And so you know when you get home and you want to turn the TV on, hey, it's, you know, 3.30, there's a game on my local station here. So I think that's going to help out a lot, just people knowing where it is and where to find it. 
You're on the Green Light Pod, which is a part of Chalk Media. Kurt, throw us the word chalk in the first quarter. We'll be watching. We'll be listening. <laughs> and all of our so listeners shameless. and viewers will know what and, you're talking about. No, 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 no. See, this is going to be actually easier than you think. It will because be. Because they are going to be very public about betting. Oh, yeah, yeah. And all and we like, talk about, we talk about a lot of gambling. Yeah. At the start of the games, you know, we're going to give the point spread and, and, and you know, what the over-under is. So, you know, we can talk about the chalk. Yeah, there we go. Beautiful. There we go. Well, the beer drinker me is very happy because now I have something to watch on Saturdays, (laughs) football related. It's it's, it's not the CFL. It's not some alien-looking football uh, game. It is American football, and it will be, uh, you know, uh, serenaded with the play-by-play. Your TV set... Uh, will be ser- your, your your living room will be serenaded with the the golden voice of Kurt Menefee. Dulcet tones, the dulcet tones. That's what I'm looking for. I appreciate you, Kurt. We'll talk to you soon, and good luck uh, this, this season. You don't get a break. All right, anytime, guys. Take care. Right. Always glad to be with you. See you, bud. Thank you. True All right, so so we're back. Uh, these dudes who are just in our green light green room. Uh, pretty pretty nice back there, right? That's great. great. Really setup. hospitable. Great yeah. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. They're back, so we had to interview Kurt Menefee, and now I got my boys back on the pod, Bad Back Backy uh, and uh, Died Tips, Conrath, two elite athletes, and now podcasters. Yeah, yeah I feel good about myself. it. You might get your own pod, you said? I, I think me and you can do something. Questionable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, is ni- hey, this is a nice setup. Thank you. Appreciate nice it. Thank you. This is beautiful. Thanks for having us. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having us. So Thanks we're going to so yeah. do the mailbag yeah. here. With, and you guys, we figured it would be great to have you along for the mailbag. So chime in. Just love to listen. You know, yeah. whenever you see fit. Becca Mitch says, my Falcons went 6-2 and two to close the season last and year. And that's not a question. But to be fair, I did ask for people to sell me on why their shitty teams will be better in uh, 2020. Uh, and Becca, who is a longtime follower, I appreciate you, uh, asks about the Falcons. The Falcons went 6-2 and two after the bye. Um, they, their 6-2 and two record was the best in the NFC. That's actually a bit of a shock to me wow. after, after that point in the season. So uh, I love the, uh, the Falcons to turn it around next year. You have, you have that unique situation where you've got an elite quarterback and a shitty record and, uh, and a chance to turn it around. They beat San Francisco up there, right? They beat New Orleans. They reshuffled oh. their coaches. That was a really big one. A Mostert fumble. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> they have three top 55 selections in the draft. They got the second rounder from New England. Sanu, stealing. Not right. that it would have been stealing if New England had capitalized on that. But Lindstrom was their first rounder. He was the guard last year. He only played in five games. So you're going to get him back. And you're going to need those young guys back in the fold. You know, Matt Ryan was sacked 48 times. It's the most in the league. Julio Jones got to start scoring touchdowns at some point. No one's doubting the fact that he's elite. They just got to get more out of him. He scored like zero touchdowns in 11 of the last 12 games. It's insane. Um, They can fix that. And the rest of the NFC South has quarterback problems or questions, possibly problems down the line. You don't know. I know what's going to happen with Drew Brees, but you don't really know. Cam, you legitimately don't know. And Jameis, I bet he gets franchised, but that might come up later in the mailbag. And the Atlantic defense was the biggest improvement after the bye. They they uh, 22, 22 points or less in six of eight games. You get Neal. I don't know what's going on with Neal, but he got hurt in like the first three games in the opener last two years. And the biggest thing next year, one out of five of non-divisional home games will be versus teams that had winning records last year. And that's the Seahawks. Shane French asks, 
If you could play any other sport other than the four major ones in the U.S., which sport and why? Also, can you beat Lane in a race? International soccer. Curling. Really? Squash. Mm -hmm. Not international soccer? No. Curling. Think about the lifestyle. Curling's phenomenal. What's that lifestyle like? I don't know. But all I know (laughs) is I've done it, enjoyed it. Yeah. And I'll do it again. My... It's great. Bad back, but, but are you going to be recovered by the time we get to curling? Can you get You know there? what? Right now, the back's ready for curling. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just need a ice. I need ice. Ice and stem. No, I need ice. Oh, you need ice. Okay. That's like, all you need. Yeah, uh, you know, a curling field. Sean Leonard asks, if Stafford stays healthy, are the Lions a divisional round team or a championship round team? Yes. Oh, man. I love, love the under-the-radar Lions. It's not... Listen, I, I people give me shit for this because I do I do like Matt Patricia um and and I got to interview him in Miami. That was actually fun. It was good to see my old coach, but if Stafford stays healthy, yes, that's the big key. I don't know about, you know, the recovery from that injury, but I think they're a playoff team. I don't know if they're a championship round team, but if you look at the quarterbacks, this you, you don't like it. You guys don't think the hey, Here's my the Chicago thing, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah the Bears, the I, Bears. I, no, well, I mean they they got to step up. Yeah, they, you're I mean, right. They on. do. They like, do. Yeah. yeah. On, that, on one hand, up. Chicago right. has to step up. That's true. But but <laughs> but the problem is, and speak, speaking of your Bears and the rest of the NFC North, the Bears have 21 free agents this year. They have the sixth worst um, cap amount of cap space, and the Packers are bottom ten as well. Uh, so there's turmoil in the rest of the NFC North. You know, quarterback situations in uh, in in Chicago. You've got Stefanski leaving Minnesota. You don't know what effect that's going to have. Uh, you have the Packers who couldn't play fucking defense. Uh, they couldn't stop a toddler from running for 100 yards. Uh, you know, so the rest of the division's in a bit of underrated turmoil. Galladay, you got him. He led the NFL. He's in, a cake. St. Rita. Yeah, he was. St. He did, oh, was Galladay St. Rita he kid? Went to my high school, yes. Wow. He's yeah. Southside. I'll own him. I'll own him. Yeah, so. I'll own him. Yeah, no. Kevin actually took him in the draft. Yeah. The round. I, I was planning on taking Kenny. But when, when, when Stafford left after week nine, is the figure. I feel like this, this is a whole nother. Uh, this figure's pot. crazy. You know what I mean? He was number one in pass yards per game, number two in passing touchdowns, number four in yards per attempt, 391 yards a game. That was fifth in the NFL for the Lions as a team. And after he was going to drop to 28th, Blau is not getting it done the same way. Blau. Blau. Again, (laughs) next year, four of five non-divisional road games uh, will be versus non-playoff teams. So that's huge. You watch them this year, the Packers game. The hands to the face with Trey Flowers, the tie, they blew it down in the desert to open. I mean, they started off with some promise and it all imploded. They were 0-8 without Stafford. You look at the playoffs this year in the NFC, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers, and then there's Russ and Drew. But those four I mentioned off the bat, they all have they all had knocks this year, right? Even A-Rod. I mean, his numbers weren't great. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. Jimmy G is Jimmy G. Carson Wentz, you know, people, Carson's got his doubters. If Stafford's in that group, you feel pretty good about him. So I think they're a playoff team. You said A-Rod, and it is a Friday show. Um, I downloaded Let's Get Loud by Jennifer Lopez after the Super Bowl. Oh, did you? Yeah. How'd you like that halftime show? Um, It was fine. Yeah, it was just fine? Yeah. Okay. 
Matt Guffin asks, you look lean. What are you weighing in at these days? You know, I'm glad you asked because I, I tipped the scale at 250. I want to chime in day. on this. Let's go a around bit the because horn. Because you yeah. know why? I don't, the weighing in at, like, that's not a big thing for me. I, I try bulking you up. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I'm trying to gain. Um, what am I? Am I lean gaining? Am I bulking? No, gaining? you're bulking. You're just I'm straight bulking. bulking. Oh, we got you on the supplement. No, the supplements. Supplements. Right. Yeah. What are you weighing, Matt? I haven't. I, like, I told you the other day. I haven't stepped on the scale. And yet, you gave us your weight about 15 minutes yeah, ago on I the had, show. If I was guessing. Okay. I would say it was somewhere in So yeah, I'm, here's the yeah. thing that people don't understand is I wasn't that fucking big. If you'd have seen me outside of my pads the last couple of years of my career, I was skinny. I was shocked. I was yeah, I shocked. So now flippable, all the people flippable. Someone say flippable. There's a. I wanted this to come up one time. I flipped uh, Matt Conrath over my head. This is when he was 300 pounds. Get little Howie and just smashed actually. him. Yeah, we need to get my brother on the phone. But there's this there's this long standing debate here with me and Conrath. When we were teammates on the Rams, we yep. we were training in uh, Charlottesville one day. We went tubing, had a great time, got got a little tipsy. It's a good time. Got back to the uh, apartment to pregame for the night out and got to wrestling. And you know, one man, two men enter, who one man leave. Yeah, who, who who made it out? So my hamstring exploded because I flipped a three hundred pound man onto my extended leg. I flipped you over my head. You try to jump on my back, and I no, fucking so, so. basically can I finish? I jet lead you. <laughs> I jet lead you in slow motion, and then you just your big body landed on my knee, and I had to give my hamstring up for the victory. But I would I wouldn't have changed wow. the thing. Can I get a rebuttal? Yeah. So. What year? What, what had happened was, <laughs> yeah. When, Chris, when it starts with yeah. that, Chris had jumped on my back. Oh, it's the complete. So I flipped him over my back. Yeah. And being three hundred pounds, when I landed on him, he kind of. Now, I believe Matt. You believe Matt? Son, his hamstring. He yelled out in pain. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought I, I, just, I was in college. However, no, what went he did down, was he, he jumped on somebody in. he shouldn't have jumped on. Yeah, yeah. I made it out there. Here night. goes this Chris, this, uh, this Chicago tribalism here. We walked just, to Boylan Heights. Yeah. Can, so here's the funniest part. I had to get I ready for camp. That, I'm two that, weeks out of yeah. camp, and I had to miss a couple practices wow. uh, because I was hand cleaning, and the, the bar fell on my leg. That's what what they didn't realize is this big, soft piece of 300-pound meat. You didn't tell the truth? Huh? You didn't tell the truth? The truth was that... You just went out there on day one, and you're like, oh. uh." Well, I just said, hey, Reg, you know, uh, I was doing a hand clean, and the bar landed on my, uh, you know... Something happened. Something happened. Something fucking... So the refrigerator fell off a fucking truck. You know, what am I going to say? I remember it happening. It happens. Um, Sauvignon Bonk asks... Mm, Good name. If you could change one thing, what would you do differently in high school or college if anything, to better prepare for your career. You know what? I'm going to ask Matt this as well. What? what? I don't want to put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There are other athletes here, but Matt played in the NFL. So, like, was there anything well, that you would have well, done different? Well, Kevin and I also have careers. This doesn't say football career. <laughs> well, it was posed to me. Can I cross my legs here? Okay, let's go around the room then. Me? <laughs> out of that question, I probably would have left after my junior year. Oh, you jerk. We had a great time we that did. last year. Yeah, I would have we, never we did. We did have a great time. But you went number no, you two in laughed. the draft. And I could have gone number laughed. 25 to some cushy fucking team yeah. where everybody's watching you. You get leads and there's coverage. You ended up winning two Big Long city. hates right, St. Louis. Like, yeah, you know, okay. the headline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It happened, it happened later in life. It happened. I get it. Goes around, comes around. This is great. What would y'all have changed? 
I mean, honestly, go back to, to birth. I would have been born five weeks later. Would have so so. It's let's, not let's, high school or college. Let's, let, let, let's break this down, Chris. I think I think this you is... guys got uh, you got held back. Yeah, I got held back. So mm-hmm. I was the, the curriculum in, was a little much for me. Gotcha. I was the youngest in my class. I was the August birthday. Yeah, you wanted so, that good little league, baseball. but I was also four weeks early. Uh huh. I was I was, a, I was almost an eleven pound baby. That's that's wow. next level. We they wow. asked they asked You're about high school pounds? and college, and yeah. Matt said I would have been born early. later. <laughs> so wow. so, so that way, I would have gotten recruited by. So you're saying you in know, the womb? Yeah. Five weeks I, later. I mean, sorry, putting this out there on the interweb, but uh, blame my parents a little bit. It's yeah, a for sure, for right sure. Away. They definitely no, could have done something no, differently Mom, about Dad, that. Wow. Anything from you, Make? Yes, I would have walked to class at the university. Instead, I drove about three quarters of a mile, accrued many parking tickets, many. and became fat. And you did? Can we pull yeah. that picture? No, up at we some can't. Point? At some the, point, listen. I got fat, and now I love. Was walking. it fat? There's nothing better than walking. You were fat. We're and I wish I had shaming. discovered that. Walking is early. great. You know, we were we we are australopithecines. <laughs> 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 How do you say that? Australopithecine. How do you say that? I have no idea what you're trying to say. The fucking Neanderthal uh, sapiens. sapiens. Yeah, it's a great book, book. by the way. I'm I'm done. That's what we were made to do to be bipedal yesterday. And in college, and in college, where I was not learning how to pronounce that that word, that challenging word. Maybe I got it right. Macon looked like he got stung by a bunch of bees for about a year there. I mean, I wouldn't say you were fat. I was shocked when he showed me the picture. It was was a long couple years. Yeah, a lot of collagen. How much did you weigh? Uh, two oh eight, but I'm now Where are we at right now, yeah, yeah, like one seventy two. Okay, Kev, do you have a do you have yeah. an adjustment? Oh, for myself? Yeah, for high school, college. Oh yeah, like you could have gone back and changed things. Back, you know he's what? a Hawkeye. Yeah, folks, go Hawks. Um, go Crusaders. That's right. That's you know cool. what? I just I, I think I I would have worked a little harder. You know, would have worked a little harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's motivational all. as hell, man. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm put that on a t-shirt. That's what you tell your. Uh, I would have worked a little harder. Just, just yeah, wait, I know. I would work a little harder. You know what? I, I thought I, I thought I was working hard, but I wasn't. <laughs> you know. Chris Miller asks if the Bucks keep Jameis and he drops his interceptions by half. How far do you see the Bucks going like, in the playoffs? I like this is a football one. I had some 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 stuff jotted down here. Um, I if he drops his interceptions by half. Snap your fingers, yeah, thirty to fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. Uh, you know, one of eight five thousand yard uh, years uh, among quarterbacks in the history of our game. Also, the first to go for thirty and thirty. Um, it's touchdowns and picks. If you cut that in half now, um, you know you're still Jimmy G. You're still Jared Goff. You're still. I, you know, I got a couple guys here. The, the next highest. Pick guy was uh, was who Baker with twenty one. So there's like a ten pick gap between the two. Uh, wow. If you cut it in half, I, I don't know. I think I think they're a lot better now. What I think they're going to do with him uh, is they they got no choice but to franchise him, and that that tags the tune of twenty six million. You got to do it by March tenth. The market's not going to be there for him. I think at some point he's going to realize that. Maybe it's a two-year deal with the Bucks. I I got to keep him if on the Bucks. He's it's tantalizing, and this is his second year, of course, with the quarterback whisper, Bruce Arians. So I got to keep him. Uh, you've got two thousand-yard receivers. You got a deep threat in Perriman. 
um, that that's emerging late in the, late in the year. And you got a good defense with Bowles. Philip Rivers is the one people are floating around. Now, all Philip Rivers has done lately is throw picks. So you're going to replace Jameis Winston because he's throwing a lot of picks with Philip Rivers, who's definitely an all-time great, but he's also only trails uh, Jameis in the last five years as far as throwing picks. So 112 points off turnovers this past year. That's not getting it done. I'd say if you cut that down to 55, if you're cutting them in half, and that's no exact science, they're plus nine in the point differential. Shout out to Cowboy Reed for pulling that stat. They'll be a lot better. I would keep Jameis. I'd franchise tag him. Give, give yourself a little bit of freedom in a year. Owen Martin asks... If Drew Locke was never on IR and replaced Flacco earlier, did the Broncos make the playoffs? I love Drew Locke. Um, I, you know, it's also let's not be the victim of getting uh, out ahead of our skates here on a small sample size. But I, I like Drew Locke. People you talk to says he's got all the intangibles, and you know his teammates really like him. And that's a big test when you read the quotes from his teammates. Uh, you can kind of read between the lines and see they really like him. And all I know is that they lost five one-score games. And they won seven and nine. So Titans and the Bills made it with nine and ten, ten wins respectively. I think, you know, had Drew Locke been in there the whole time, he's got more time to learn. Maybe you win some of those close ball games. The toughest thing for them going next year is they have, you know, their their division, which is going to improve. I think if San Diego finds a quarterback and, you know, even if the Raiders don't find a quarterback and they just incrementally continue to improve the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, either of those two places could be landing places for Tom Brady, some other quarterback. Uh, that division is going to improve. And, of course, you have the Chiefs who are on top of the football world right now. Sharif Del Monte at Headband Fever asks, Oh, that's a tough headband fever. Favorite what? next Pat's quarterback? Minshew, Mariota, Rosen, or Dalton? Ooh. I was gonna I was gonna toss this one to Kev. Say it again. Favorite new <laughs> Pat's quarterback. Quarterback for the Pats. Patriots. Minshew, Mariota. It's Marcus Mariota. Rosen or Dalton? That'd be Josh or Andy. I was gonna ask you who um Take your time. Los Angeles is the Chargers' backup was. Was it a Tyrod Taylor? It was a Taylor. Was it Tyrod Taylor? Well, it's Tyrod these days. Yeah, first t- of Tyrod. all, I saw Tyrod in Miami as well. Another Miami acquaintance. Okay, I told him we got you this year, fucker. I could see Mariota going to the Pats and doing well. I really can. Because I, I worry about Mariota. You know what? I think they he likes Mariota. What? Am he I likes to that? be Marcus Mariota. Mar Mar. Uh, okay. Mar Mar. Mariota. Like Del Mar. Del Mar. Yeah, Mariota. Boom. All right. I can see him going to the Patriots and doing well because they just, it, 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 it's a quick pass system. Nice. I like that. Okay. I don't like Marcus Mariota in, in New England. I worry about the way he grips the ball in the cold. Honestly, when you talk to quarterbacks. Well, shit. I they, don't know that. They, well, no, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, in general, I think that I think the biggest thing for him is his mechanics. Like when you when you do talk to quarterbacks, um, you know, he's kind of a, he kind of cups the ball and kind of shot puts a little bit. That's why I worry that like for him, it's not a destination thing; it's more of a mechanics thing. Now, Andy Dalton, as crazy as it sounds, as mm. though people might be saying yuck, I actually think uh, a guy with a ton of experience with a good arm that can make a lot of throws. He's uh, got a great arm with, with Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I mean, you know, Minshew. Listen, I like Minshew. Again, we, I think we're also swooning over a smaller sample size, and we did it early in the year. Nick came in. Uh, you know, it wasn't much different. That offense was in shambles. And who else did he ask about? Who was the fourth? 
Dalton Rosen. Rosen, Rosen. Now that's an intriguing one because we haven't seen a lot of Rosen. And Rosen is kind of a blank canvas, and I know that the Pats liked him, I think, coming out. So, you know, if I had to guess, it might be Dalton or Rosen out of those four. I'll go Jacob Eason. Ooh. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback. That's right. That's right. Phenomenal quarterback. Yes. Yes, sir. You want to hit all these? I know Matt needs a haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's hit him. If he's got to roll, he's got to roll. I don't. (laughs) Monolith. No. Darnold. Oh, monolith Sam Darnold. Do the Jets go nine and seven? Tyler asks. I would say yes, but have you seen their schedule? Their schedule is fucking brutal. Um, it's the second hardest in the league. Let me read some of these off. At Kansas City, loss. At L.A. Chargers, win. Depends on who the quarterback is. That's a good football team. Lost a lot of. At L.A. Rams, loss. At Miami, win. Just big trips at Seattle. Loss. So with all those West Coast trips, and then at home you got uh, San Francisco, you got the Vegas Raiders. Uh, again, second hardest schedule. Miami's on the West Coast now. No, I'm saying yeah, West Coast. No, sorry, sorry. West, big trips. I said big trips. Okay, okay. So West Coast, and then you got to go all the way down to Miami, which you do every year. But I mean, when you add in Miami to that slate of West Coast games, it's Vegas tough. Vegas Raiders. Vegas Raiders. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. Gase hasn't made the playoffs in three years as a head coach, uh, and there's a ton of question marks in that division, of course. Uh, you know, they started 1-7 and seven after he drank uh, a drink after somebody with mono. I'm sure that's how it happened. Um, and then they won six of the last nine. So, you know, Robbie Anderson's up. I don't know what they're going to do. They, they need to give him more weapons, not less. Uh, they do have two third-round picks, and they have four top 79 picks next year. Uh, they need to invest that offense, though. They actually were seventh in defense this year. Shout out to Greg Williams. And I love Joe Douglas. I think they'll get it done. I just think next year is going to be tough. Nine of the last ten picks were defense. Now it's time. Uh, nine of the last ten top picks were defense. Darnold was the only one who they didn't pick defensively with that top pick. They need to really invest in the offense. They'll turn it around, but uh, but not not next year. I don't think so. Darnold was 6-2 and two in the last eight eight starts. Only Lamar has more wins in that span. Lou T asks, what's the over-under on the number of games Big Ben plays in 2020? I'm going to set it at, uh, at, at 12 and a half. What say y'all? Over. Over. Under. The tough thing is I know he's going to miss two, three games. He's gonna, something's going to pop up. He's going to miss two, three games, but he's got a lot to be excited about up there. I mean, that defense is fucking humming. Nasty. If he'd have been healthy this year... You know, I, I think they would have made a, a run at it. I really do. I think this was their window. I think he saw that with, with the pats down a little bit, and he was probably bummed. He's probably uh, chomping at the bit to get out there. He does a great job of managing the game. So if they have a good defense, yeah, he's good to go. How about that? Game manager. Always Sunny asks, over under 5% of NBA players could play in the NFL. Under. What would that number be? Five percent of NBA players. How many players on each team? Technically, what? Ends, Technically, like, fifteen. Like fifteen times thirty-two. A couple DBs is fifteen times ten is one fifty times three is four fifty. Yeah. So you're gonna tell me that you know tw- more than twenty something guys could play in the NFL? No. You want five percent of four eighty? Yeah. I'll tell you, ten percent of forty is forty eight. Yeah, 5% so it's twenty four. Yeah, you're going to tell me that twenty four or more guys are going to play in the NFL? Nope. Under. Agree. Under. 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 Not, not for longer than a three plays. Games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Jeremy Morris asks: 
for an entire year, you have to, one, introduce yourself as Chris Long, NFL's 2018 Walter Player Man of the Year. What? To everyone you meet and interact with. It's a Walter Payton Man of the Year. What'd I say? Walter Player Man of the Year. Damn. Walter, it's Walter the rare, Payton. The rare verbal oh, misstep by that's you. It's the greatest player to ever play a game. You're going to disrespect Walter Payton yeah. in front of the mob it's the greatest here. player to ever oh, play a game. Fuck I'm sorry. Or two, I have to chime in on that one. You have to wear rollerblades at all times unless sleeping or showering. I'm going to sequester myself like Bonnie Vare doing a fucking album in Wisconsin and just do content. And I'm going to take option A. There's no way I'm wearing. But everyone you interact with, too. So if you come to men's lunch, you would have to say. Hey no, guys, I'm Chris. People I meet, out, by the way. people NFL. I meet, Great people I meet, yeah, right? No, no, meet slash interact with. But they know it's part of the bet, yeah. though. Well, sure, but you, okay. you, you sidle up to men's lunch. Yeah. Hi, I'm Chris Long, 2018's Walter Payton Man of the Year. I'm just going to be pretty antisocial and take option A. Rollerblades are not an option for me. I tried to do ice skating once, fell and hit my head. That's my only diagnosed concussion in my life. Really. Yeah. See, that's that's also wow. questionable. That's great. But, um, that's good. Diagnosed, yeah. Yeah, diagnosed. I, I, yeah. I could have diagnosed you with a concussion. Um, <laughs> San Francisco? We were, no, Arizona. We were out there. Um, oh. Arizona, yeah, I know Mike's a little low here. Arizona, at Arizona. Um, he looked at me, didn't know what Saw was. Oh, Saw. That's I got a slant inside on Everyone Saw. Everyone knows what Saw Everybody. Is. Everyone knows yeah. that. Oh, I was like, what the fuck is the play? Yeah, and I'm like, it's Saw, man. It's Sam Will. Like everyone, it was also play eighty of the game. I mean, I believe. So that's the mailbag. That's right. Yeah. Let me uh, hold on. <laughs> that's funny. We don't I, get political. Let on me this ask show. you this. <laughs> oh, that's what you were doing. Let me ask you this. Uh, yeah. Besides the Patriots, who does well with late, many draft picks? Uh, you know what? I I think about. Different teams like develop different positions well. Like I, you know, the Steelers do a really good job with wideouts. Um, you know, the Ravens have drafted really well over the years. I think about their front office as being really prolific. I, you know, the Pats haven't hit on their mid round picks in a while. So like, I think just different teams they get these these bad raps and oh god, yeah, you're you're fondling your mic right now. Oh, I am. <laughs> See, I don't know that. I don't know what I'm doing so, here. So I, I, I think I just I, asked a great fucking I, question. You did ask a great question. I was wondering what making was Sorry. doing over there. Sorry. You gotta, yeah. I also think I also think some teams like get burdened by loot. Like they end up in a, in a in a in a rut with losing, and then they end up with high picks over and over again. And high picks, it's kind of like it's kind of a shiny object, but it's not necessarily like it's it, almost better you don't to build have that way. It's better. More, you got to be good and then kind of maintain. You know, uh, a level. You know, I think if you're picking in in the middle of the first round, that's nice. I, I think that's a good good place to be if you're trying to rebuild. That 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 top five pick is 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 kind of a shit show, and it's Daunting. you're batting fifty fifty. You really are. So I don't know. Do you remember a team? I think Pittsburgh does does a really good job with their draft picks. Yeah, no wide receivers. Wide I think, receivers I, for yeah, sure. I saw that when I was there, just for the, yep. the little bit that I was. I'd have to look. I mean, like, I'd, I'd have to look a little closer at that. That's a really good question. I mean, I, I always think of Baltimore as being really good at picking in general. So, Macon asks, when do you see this podcast wrapping? Right up? now. Nice. So, thank you for joining us um, for this 
Stop touching your mic. Sorry, man. He's just fondling his mic. This is new to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you want me to do? a lot of stimulation. In what here. do you want me to do? What do you, just, I don't <laughs> know. Just be you. I appreciate it. This is great. Yeah, well, we, great. we had we had our, our boys from Chicago in here, Bad Back Backy and, uh, and Big Conrad, Big big Just the Tips Conrad. <laughs> Uh, you know, next year is going to be better in fantasy football. It might be, be me I'm with the tips. I'm not going to take your advice next year. Yeah, don't take my advice. I like that at the end. It's like I'm glad a, you did. I'm glad no you excuses, did. but right? it's like the coach <laughs> who gets at the podium is like, I'm not going to make any excuses. I'm not going to make excuses about this injury, saying, that injury. It was a ESPN fantasy football. James Coe. Blame it on James Coe. I don't know who that guy is, but he should have some high. I was on. I was on that text thread. Yeah, I was. I saw. No, you saw it. It. Right. Yeah. On behalf of the entire, thank you, everyone. Green light for listening. Conglomerate, have a great fucking weekend, and we'll see you next week with uh, some floating content. We got Green Light Pod next week, at least one with me and Macon. Y'all take care. Y'all take care.